I'm Jim Cameron, Jim Cameron Consulting, broadcasting from the Fountainhead, the home of Synergy Billing, and I'm your host for Volusia Matters. News, interviews, and matters that impact Volusia County directly or indirectly. Now let's get on with some news. The County Council held a special meeting August 30th to take up an ordinance to eliminate collecting communication services tax after December 31st, 2023. Now, the current communication services tax is 5.22%, which brings in an annual $3 million for the Municipal Service District Fund paid only by residents in unincorporated county and council wants to eliminate this tax for those residents. However, state communication services tax will still be charged. And for details regarding yesterday's council meeting regarding the communication services tax, we have council member Matt Reinhardt. Matt, can you tell us what happened yesterday? So yesterday, we had to do a special meeting for this uh, discussion of the communication services tax. Uh, this is a tax, as you know, that's been in effect since 2001. And it's something that is attached to your phone bill that uh, uh, the tax money uh, is kind of dispersed, goes into the general fund. It's kind of used for, it's about $3 million per year. Uh, we are always looking for ways that we can cut taxes. Um, obviously, this only addresses that tax that is collected in an uh, unincorporated part of Volusia County. So uh, if those individuals, those citizens that still see that tax after uh, January 1st and they live in the city, that's because that city is still assessing that tax. Uh, we in unincorporated parts of Volusia County as of January 1st will no longer do that. Um, the One of my main reasons uh, for doing this is not that uh, my first concern was, okay, if you take $3 million away, is it being used for something specific uh, that you're taking away from? And then you're going to have to uh, find somewhere to replace that with. And that's not the case. Uh, one of the questions that was brought up, which I found to be very interesting by uh, Councilman Troy Kent, how much in uh, uh, reserves do we have? And, and the uh, percentage was quoted at 94%. So that's pretty, that's significantly high. Uh, do I see that high, you know, if we keep uh, pulling from that uh, year after year after year after uh, and not replacing it, obviously that's a concern. Um, but we are getting ready to dive into our budget. We can look for other ways. I just think that this is very important to try to save the taxpayers a little bit of money uh, anywhere that we can. Um, you know, a lot of this little lying fruit we can we can kind of address right away. And I thought this was just this is just a great way of doing it. Okay. Okay. Is it now? Did did you say is it going to be replaced with anything else or what? No. No. This is um um, it, it won't be replaced. Uh, like I said, we have the ninety four percent in reserves. Uh, this is something that maybe a little bit of used for the roads. Of course, we still have the gas tax in play. Yeah. Uh, it may have been used for uh, various things. It was just another source of revenue that was placed into the into the uh, the MSD. So. Okay. And you mentioned budget. Now, if I'm, if memory serves, now you have your first 
budget hearing for fiscal year 2023-24. That'll be uh, next Tuesday, September 5th. Yes, sir. And what, I believe that's what, 505 usually those are? Yeah, it's right after the, I guess it's scheduled right in the coincide or thereafter of the uh, regular county council meeting it has to be separate. It has to be in the afternoon, so it has to be an evening uh, meeting. There's a lot of things that the uh, charter stipulates that we have to do that. Moving on, beginning next week, look for local cities, the county council, and school board to host budget and tax rate hearings. Now, look at the chart attached to my email, today's email, for dates and times of those hearings. Now, several entities on the chart have a PowerPoint link to provide further information. But check this out because this is your opportunity to speak up about next year's budget and tax rate. Next item, Space Florida Board has selected Space Force Colonel Robert Long as its next president CEO. He'll be replacing our longtime friend Frank DeBello, who has led the Aerospace Economic Development Agency since 2009. Now, Colonel Long is the commander at Vandenberg Space Force Base in California, where he held a somewhat similar role to the group leader that oversees launches from Florida's Space Coast. Now, he's had extensive experience in the Air Force before transitioning to the Space Force and he was stationed at Cape Canaveral where he experienced numerous launches. Now he wants to develop Space Florida's relationship with the new Space Force presence, which includes the military's Starcom headquarters, which is coming to Patrick Space Force Base. But he also noted that the state needs to pursue, pursue more launch capability with a potential of 400 launches a year. And I'm hoping we're going to be seeing him in Volusia in the not-too-distant future. Next, moving on to local matters, Port Orange City Council approved the first reading of the Bristol Development Group's Master Development Agreement and Conceptual Development Plan for the Riverwalk Project. Now this is a 12-acre mixed-use development along Halifax River at US-1 and Dunlawton. Now it's going to include shops, restaurants, apartments, parking garage, marina, and street improvements to allow for festivals and events. And the council will host a second reading of the plan at its September the 5th meeting. And moving across the county, DeBerry's Vice Mayor, Phyllis Bootlian, and Economic Development, Communications, Governmental Affairs Director, Sherry Simmons, have been appointed to the Florida League of Cities committees. 
Uh, Vice Mayor Boutlin will serve on the Utilities, Natural Resources, and Public Works Committee. And Sherry Simmons will serve on the Land Use and Economic Development Committee. Now these committees helped craft Florida League policy and will work in Tallahassee on legislative issues. And speaking of Tallahassee, Governor DeSantis has reappointed three members of the St. John's River Water Management District Board. that is Ryan Atwood of Mount Dora, who is the owner of Atwood Family Farms, and Ronald House of Coco, who is the president and founder of Real Deal Development Group, and Chris Peterson of Winter Park, who is the president of Hells Bay Boatworks. Next item, state CFO Jimmy Patronus recently sent a letter to Illinois small business owners highlighting a recent decision by state officials to eliminate cash bail in the name of social justice reform, quote, unquote. In fact, Illinois prosecutors have reportedly pleaded with the court warning that elimination of cash bail will put dangerous criminals back on the street instead of keeping them in jail or forcing them to post cash bail as they await trial, quote, unquote. Patronus also pointed out where the state fraternal order of police has stated that eliminating cash bail is a slap in the face to law enforcement and that any business wanting to move to Florida should contact him. Stay tuned. Next item, the National Council of Compensation Insurance is proposing a 15% rate reduction applicable to businesses that provide workers' compensation coverage. It would take effect in January. The key factor in the proposed rate decrease is a favorable loss data derived from 2020, 2021, and 2022. Nationwide, workers' compensation rates reflect positive trends. In the coming weeks, the Florida Office of Insurance Regulation will review the recommendation and issue a final decision on its authorization. Next item, there could be a change in North Florida's 5th Congressional District where black voters make up a sizable share of the population if voting rights groups prevail in an ongoing legal battle. This goes back to that congressional district map sought by Governor DeSantis around Duval, Gadsden, and other North Florida counties that had previously been represented by a black Democrat, Congressman Al Lawson. Now, several voting rights groups argue the current map violates the state constitution which protects 
minority access districts in the state. Plaintiffs hope to have the district changes prior to the 2024 elections. Now, the case is now in Leon County Circuit Court and could be appealed to the Florida Supreme Court, which would have to issue a decision by December under a recent agreement in the case. Now, the state is arguing prioritizing race is unconstitutional. The matter of compactness of a district also comes into play. However, could the map later go before a federal court? The outcome could play a role in which major party takes the U.S. House after the 2024 elections. Remember, Republicans hold a five-seat majority, but similar redistricting map cases are being heard in Georgia and Alabama. Now don't touch that dial. Next, I'd like to put in a word about Fountainhead, Jason Myers Headquarters Campus in Holly Hill for Synergy Billing. This facility is on the site of the old Holly Hill Middle School, 1200 Center Avenue, just north of LPGA Boulevard. Synergy Billing a medical billing and coding company is just one segment of Fountainhead, and there's more to come, so stay tuned. Next, Senator Rick Scott is calling for the resignation of Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell, effective immediately. Earlier this Congress, Senator Scott introduced legislation to reform the Federal Reserve and increase its accountability to Congress. His bill seeks to make the Fed's Inspector General a truly independent auditor. In addition, Senator Scott has repeatedly sought to address the nation's $32.6 trillion debt crisis and the harmful effects of inflation. Again, stay tuned. Next, Volusia Business Resources consists of economic development leaders, chambers of commerce, tourism boards, business associations, and educational institutions. Now they're seeking to connect entrepreneurs and established businesses with the necessary resources to start, grow, and thrive. Now, they're surveying businesses to get input to help develop strategies, programs, and resources to help support Volusia businesses. Now, I took the survey myself, and it's pretty straightforward. To take it, go online to Volusia Business Resources. Now, moving on, for some upcoming meetings, the Volusia Environmental Natural Resources Advisory Committee, NRAC, they're meeting Wednesday, September 6, 1 p.m., County Administrative Building in Deland. Next, 
the Volusia Affordable Housing Advisory Committee meets Wednesday, September the 13th, 5 p.m. at the Volusia Housing and Grants Office. Now that's 110 West Ridge Avenue. Now that's the little building just across the street from the County Administration Building next to the uh, north side parking lot there. And then after that, the Volusia Elected Officials Roundtable meets Monday, September the 18th, 9 a.m., Daytona International Airport. That agenda will be forthcoming, but I highly recommend that you attend this meeting. It'll be well worth your time. And in closing, I know I'm still repetitive, but the U.S. debt still stands at $32.6 trillion and growing every day. Now look for a new podcast episode to be released next week. And the views expressed on this podcast may or may not necessarily express the opinions of Jim Cameron Consulting. Now, for more news, check out my newsletter, which is going to be emailed next week. And if you're not receiving it, call me at 566-2140, and my $1,000 guarantee still stands. And it looks like Volusia dodged a bullet the other day from Hurricane Adelia. However... I want to commend all first responders as well as county and city emergency staff. Appreciate the job they're doing. And I guess this might have been a test run for the the new emergency management director, Clint Meacham. And we can only hope that emergency operations will not have to be activated in the coming months. Yeah, we'll see. This is Jim Cameron signing off, saying, God bless and roll tide.